0: Hi, I'm Matthew from PanicAttackRecovery.com. We are a collaboration of former sufferers who are helping those currently struggling with anxiety, panic attacks, and agoraphobia. We want to share what we know works. While our information is designed for those suffering from anxiety, panic attacks, and agoraphobia, anyone can benefit from it. I want to first explain how you can make sure that you are not missing out on any of our content. To get instant access to the 5 steps to recovery from anxiety, panic attacks and agoraphobia, please visit our website and simply provide your email address. All of our information is absolutely free. Please visit our website at PanicAttackRecovery.com I want you to try either imagining or recalling a situation, when you were on a roll, so to speak. In other words, when things are flowing or going well in your life. You are setting goals and achieving them you are motivated you are staying focused you are not anxious all of this can be possible there are many ways that we can facilitate such a process one very effective way is to remove the barriers that are holding you back in life i want to talk about some practical ways for doing so that involve your environment in this episode I would like to discuss why you should consider simplifying and organizing your surroundings in life. Then I will provide suggestions on how you can become relaxed and in the process achieve your goals and become focused in life on what really matters. To evolve this discussion further, I want to talk about clutter. Yes, I am talking about clutter. Perhaps you have a number of things stacked up in your home or workspace, and you have been meaning to do something about all of these things for some time. This is a problem that many people suffer, but for anxious folks and others, this can really affect the quality of life. It can be very serious. That's why it probably doesn't come as a surprise to anyone in an era of reality television that there are television series on hoarding. According to the Anxiety and Depression Association of America, Hoarding is the persistent difficulty of discarding or parting with possessions, regardless of their actual value. The behavior usually has deleterious effects, emotional, physical, social, financial, and even legal, for a hoarder and for family members. For those who hoard, the quantity of their collected items sets them apart from other people. Commonly hoarded items may be newspapers, magazines, paper and plastic bags, Cardboard boxes, photographs, household supplies, food and clothing. The signs of hoarding would include the following, inability to throw away possessions, severe anxiety when attempting to discard items, great difficulty categorizing or organizing possessions, indecision about what to keep or where to put things, distress such as feeling overwhelmed or embarrassed by possessions, suspicion of other people touching items, obsessive thoughts and actions, fear of running out of an item or of needing it in the future, checking the trash for accidentally discarded objects, functional impairments, including loss of living space, social isolation, family or marital discord, financial difficulties, health hazards. Why do people hoard, you may ask? People do so because they believe that an item will be useful or valuable in the future, or they feel it has sentimental value, It is unique, or perhaps it's irreplaceable, or it's too big, a bargain to simply throw it away. People may also consider an item a reminder that will jog their memory, thinking that without it, they won't remember an important person or event. Or because they can't decide where something belongs, it's better just to keep it. Now, hoarding is a disorder that may be present on its own, or it could be a symptom of another disorder. It is important to be very clear that hoarding is not the same as collecting. In general, collectors have a sense of pride about their possessions, and they experience joy in displaying and talking about them. They usually keep their collection organized, feel satisfaction when adding to it, and budget their time and money. Those who hoard, on the other hand, usually experience embarrassment about their possessions and feel uncomfortable when others see them. They have clutter often at the expense of livable space. They feel ashamed or sad after acquiring additional items, And they are often in debt. I want to discuss a study featured in the PubMed web database, Hoarding and Emotional Reactivity, the link between negative emotional reactions and hoarding symptomology. The researchers of this study found that there was a link with the increased emotional reactions of participants and the amount of hoarding they carried out afterwards. In other words, when people became emotional, they hoarded more things. However, one does not have to have a problem with hoarding in order to still have too much clutter and disorganization in one's life. I would suggest that clutter can be a problem, but disorganization can be a similar problem, especially when we have too much stuff and no place to put it. It is therefore not unreasonable to think that living in a nice environment, an organized and decluttered home or workspace, could be helpful, at least supportive in decreasing our anxiety. I want to discuss some more information on this topic, but prior to doing so, I would like to ask you to help us out at Panic Attack Recovery. No, this is not a sales pitch, so don't worry. I would simply like to ask you to complete a review of our podcast series on iTunes. This won't take very long. This will help spread the word about Panic Attack Recovery and ensure that we help as many people as possible. You can be a part of this each and every one of us can all be a part of a collective effort to help others. Research has shown that volunteerism can be good for mental health and provides benefits to health in general. As mentioned, it won't take too long. If you are on a a computer, a Macintosh or PC, and you have iTunes installed, what you would do is open up iTunes uh, to make a review. You would do a search uh, in the store for panic attack recovery, but you could simply enter the keyword panic into the search box. So if you don't have iTunes open, uh, you can quickly open iTunes on your computer. And from there, you can do a search for podcasts in the store and search the word panic or panic attack recovery or similar terms. And you will see eventually the panic attack recovery icon If you click on the icon you can then go and you will see an option that says details and to the right ratings and reviews you would click on ratings and review and you can simply provide a five-star rating or you can additionally write comments in any help that you would offer us we would appreciate Uh, similarly if you're on a mobile device such as a ipod touch uh, an iphone or an ipad you would simply um, open up Similar to iTunes, you would open up the podcast icon. So you would find the podcast icon on your device. And from there, you would search for podcasts and again through the store. And what you would do is use a keyword like panic or panic attack recovery. From there, you would bring up the icon for panic attack recovery by clicking on it. And once you click on the icon, slightly below it, you'll see some details about our podcast itself And there's a link there, a blue link, where you can click more to read more. And if you click that link, you can then scroll down. And what you can do is you'll see ratings and reviews. Write a review is the option that you would select. Write a review. And from there, again, you can either provide us with a five-star rating, or I should say you can provide us with a five-star rating and additionally write comments into the review. We value all comments and we... Hope that you would take the time to do this, spread the word. And our information is absolutely free. So you are helping others obtain free information about panic attacks, anxiety, agoraphobia, panic disorder. Thank you for considering this option. We at Panic Attack Recovery sincerely appreciate your efforts and support. Now, back to our discussion. For someone suffering from anxiety, an environment that is stress-free and integrates suggestions that I've mentioned, might be helpful for recovery, but I want to provide some more information, more granular information that can help you take control of your environment, both in your home, but also your workspace. But for this example, let's talk about how you can make improvements to your home. It doesn't matter whether your home is modest or large, whether you own your own home, rent an apartment, whatever, you can make it more comfortable. One suggestion is to take some time to clean up clutter, throw out or donate old things when they are replaced with something new. Periodically visit your home and decide what things you really value. If you don't value them, consider throwing these items out or donating them. Take some time each day just to straighten up or clean up. You don't have to take very long to do this. However, doing so will make the process much more manageable when done over time as opposed to saving up items and having to tackle the process like a major project that takes a long time to complete and you will likely dread doing. If you want more tips, you can also do an internet search on decluttering and organizing. There are also various TED Talks on minimalism that you might find helpful and interesting and find more information. Now, there is some additional credible information that I want to discuss, that further supports the common sense notion that living in a nice environment could be helpful, at least supportive in decreasing our anxiety. In this regard, I found a very helpful thesis: "Understanding Healing Environments: Effects of Physical Environmental Stimuli on Patients' Health and Well-being" by Karen Dijkstra through the University of Twente, UT Publications in the Netherlands. While Karen looked at the issues in the context of institutional healthcare environments. It was noteworthy that stress-reducing effects were found when indoor plants, classical music, and wall colours were integrated into the environment. The author suggested that these findings add to the body of evidence that the physical healthcare environment can make a difference in how quickly patients recover or adapt to specific acute and chronic conditions. I don't think that this idea only extends to healthcare environments, however, especially when we consider The information that I presented earlier about hoarding and also about decluttering and organizing your home. In addition to decluttering and organizing your home better, Dr. Weil, MD, provides some suggestions on his website that I found particularly useful. For instance, bring things from the outside into your home, like green plants, cut flowers and blooming bulbs, or pieces of wood and rock, the idea being that they can create a feeling of nature indoors, and this would be very similar to the study that I just discussed. Choose paint colors for your walls that make you feel relaxed. It has been suggested that blue and green promote a relaxed feeling and may be good choices for the bedroom, while warm colors, maroon, coral, burgundy, suggest a cozy environment and may be inviting in a family room. I think it is critical that you choose what colors are relaxing for you in the various settings of your home, just like all of these suggestions. Some additional suggestions include taking beautiful things into your home, such as artwork, fragrance, smooth textures, and calming sounds. They all provide a pleasant environment in which to relax. Have a room in your home that can be a dedicated place of calm and relaxation. A place for reflection and meditation can provide shelter from noise and distraction. As previously mentioned, keep things neat and tidy and organized. A low-maintenance home is refreshing after a day of hectic meetings, errands and chores. Fewer items can mean less frustration. You could also display handmade or meaningful gifts from loved ones and photos of family and friends throughout your home. In closing, these recommendations can provide an environment which facilitates relaxation, where you can better achieve your goals by being able to focus on what really matters in your life. To get instant access to the 5 steps to recovery from anxiety, panic attacks and agoraphobia, please visit our website and simply provide your email address. All of our information is absolutely free. Please visit our website at PanicAttackRecovery.com All information presented in these podcasts is provided for educational and informational purposes only. It is not intended to be a substitute for a psychologist, psychiatrist, or other healthcare providers' consultation. Please consult a psychologist, psychiatrist, or appropriate health care provider about the applicability of any opinions or recommendations with respect to your own panic attacks, anxiety or agoraphobia, or any other symptom or condition.